Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour. So really excited to introduce you to our guest today. We have Dr. Kevin Cullen. He is the director of the University of Maryland Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center. Good morning, Dr. Cullen. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Hi, Gina. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really excited. We're going to be talking about a lot of things today, but definitely the um, upcoming Maryland Half Marathon and 5K, which is benefiting the University of Maryland, Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center. And just for a little background, I, we know you know who you are, but for others that might be listening, not only are you, Dr. the Director of the University of Maryland, Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center, but you specialize in head and neck cancer. You're a professor of medicine at the University of Maryland School of Medicine and head of its program in oncology. You came to the University of Maryland in January 2004. You're a graduate of Dartmouth College and Harvard Medical School. And Dr. Cullen has completed his internship and residency at Beth Israel Hospital in Boston and received additional training at the National Cancer Institute, spent time at the Lombardi Cancer Center at Georgetown University. You've uh, definitely done so much in the field, and we want to thank you for taking the time to join us. We know how busy you are, doctor. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Awesome. Now, first of all, the uh, to get started, uh, the University of Maryland Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center is one of the country's top cancer treatment and research centers, and we're so lucky to have it right in our backyard, literally. So if you could start by telling our listeners a little bit more about the mission of your work. So the Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center has a, a number of missions, but they boil down to trying to improve the lives of people who are touched by cancer here in Maryland. And we do that through uh, patient care, um, providing cutting edge uh, and state-of-the-art clinical care facilities for people who've been diagnosed with cancer, um, expert faculty in all types of cancer who are really, you know, uh, among the country's best experts in any individual cancer. We have um, a, a robust research program. Um, we have over 250 faculty members who are doing research in, uh, in cancer, everything from the causes of cancer to um, why cancers progress to how we can better treat them to how we can better educate the public uh, to combat cancer and, and improve their own health. And then finally, we have a significant um, mission of education and outreach. So we're very committed to training the next generation of cancer researchers and investigators, and that starts as early as middle school in, in West Baltimore in our own backyard. Um, 
And we also, you know, have a number of programs to engage the community in cancer screening and to help them help us inform um, the research and care that we provide. That's great. And in 2016, the National Cancer Institute elevated UMGCCC to its designation as a comprehensive cancer center. You hear that a lot, um, whether it's in commercials or just people talking about your great work. But that's only one of only 55 nationwide. So that's a big point of pride, I know, for you guys. So tell us more about what that means. It, it, it is. Um, the, the National Cancer Institute designation, where we've been an, an NCI, National Cancer Institute designated cancer center since 2008, and then we became a comprehensive cancer center, which is the top designation um, in uh, 2015. What that means, uh, it's, it's a review that we undergo every five years by the National Cancer Institute, and they look at the quality of the research programs and what are the contributions that we are making to cancer treatment and cancer care uh, here in Maryland and really around the country. And the comprehensive designation um, means that not only are we doing research in the laboratory and in the clinic, but we're doing research in the community, um, that we're studying epidemiology, why people get cancer, how their behaviors impact their risk of getting cancer, how we can get people Um, to reduce their cancer risk behaviors like smoking and other things. Uh, So the comprehensive designation has a very um, specific connotation around uh, doing research that involves your community. Gotcha. And this is sort of a hashtag. People have heard the hashtag National Cancer Plan was unveiled uh, just last month on April 13th, and it's designed as a roadmap to help achieve the Biden administration's cancer moonshots a goal of reducing cancer deaths by half within 25 years. And can you help our listeners understand this goal a little bit more? And and uh, and that is definitely attainable. Do you think? Hopefully, it's 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 absolutely attainable. And we're we're you know largely there as we speak. The people view cancer as kind of a, uh, an unchangeable force. Well, in fact, we've made huge progress on cancer in the time that I've been. An oncologist. So I finished my oncology training um, in 1988, which was right about the peak of the cancer epidemic. If you look look at um, cancer mortality rates in the United States, they peaked in around 1990. Um, and through a whole lot of combined efforts over the last few decades, through uh, anti-tobacco and smoking cessation, um, through better screening uh, for cancer like breast cancer and colon cancer, Uh, and prostate cancer through much better treatments. All told, we've had a tremendous impact on cancer mortality. Cancer mortality is, is, since since 2009, or I'm sorry, since 1990, um, cancer mortality has been dropping around um, 2% per year. That doesn't sound like a huge amount, but if you extend it over a couple of decades, um, we're really making a, an enormous impact. And I show a slide. Uh, this is part of a study that I um, helped write when I was the chairman of the board of the American Cancer Society. In just the span of my career, from the time I started in 1988 till the time I retire in a few years, we'll have reduced cancer mortality in the United States by about 65% through those combined efforts. Wow. So we're really making tremendous progress. Wow, absolutely. Oh, do you have to retire, doctor? We still need you. <laughs> I know it's... Well, I think it's I think it's important. You know, a big part of what we do is we want to cha- train the next generation of folks. And we want, you know, a big part of my mission is to make sure that 
um, the next generation is well prepared to take this on. That's true. As a and te- I think they are. Yeah. And I think especially as a teaching hospital. Yeah, that is. That's so true and so critical. And um, over the last decade, from your vantage point, what would you say are some of the most important developments in cancer care that you've seen? Um, so I think there are, there are many, but the, the, the ones that are most striking to me, um, there are uh, a, a much better understanding of two things. One is for some cancers, not all, unfortunately, for some cancers, they are driven by a very specific genetic mutation. And knowing that, we've been able to develop drugs for that specific uh, instance. And so, for example, there is a common form of leukemia uh, called chronic myelogenous leukemia, um, which we used to treat with a bone marrow transplant, which was is very difficult and very awful for the patient and, and has a high risk of, of complications and even mortality. And now, knowing the genetic mutation that causes chronic myelogenous leukemia, we have a pill. And we can, and if you're diagnosed with uh, CML, where we used to say, um, you'd have to have a bone marrow transplant and you're going to be in the hospital for two months and it's a very risky procedure. Now we can just hand somebody a prescription and say, go to your pharmacy and take this and you'll be in remission in two weeks. That's incredible. It's pretty miraculous. Wow, it yeah. is. And there, and, there, and there are other examples like that. The, the other area which is, is really um, has been incredibly impactful is the understanding and harnessing of the body's immune system to fight cancers. Um, We've we've realized, um, and there's been a huge amount of work done on the realization that cancers hide from the body's immune system just the same way that a baby hides from mom's immune system. If you think of it, if you think of it, when mom is pregnant, half of the genes belong to dad, and you know her body should reject those just as just as they would if if you know she received a kidney transplant from somebody she wasn't related to, from you know from her husband, for for example. But the, but the baby's protected, and there's a very complicated but now well understood mechanism by which that happens. Well, it turns out cancers you do the same thing; they hide from the body's immune system using much many of the same techniques. And so now there are drugs that can prevent uh, cancers from hiding from the immune system. And lo and behold, in some cases, but again, not all, um, cancers will disappear. Even advanced cancers will disappear when they are revealed to the body's immune system. And this means that the human, the amazing thing about this, and I say this to medical students now, which is something that I never dreamed of when I was in training, the human body has the hardware and the software to cure itself of even very advanced cancers, Wow! which is astounding. And we now know this because, um, because we can show with these immune therapies, many advanced cancers will, will just disappear. And that's an astounding change in the last couple of years. And the challenge for the next few years is to how to extend that from a a minority of patients to a majority of patients. Right. And now uh, cancer, as we know, impacts so many. It seems that everyone you know has been touched by cancer, my my own family, for example, too, and your family history also. is part of what got you interested in medicine. Is that correct? And would you mind sharing that story with us? Because that's uh, you know a big inspiration for all the work that you've done in the field. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I was in high school. My mom, I, as kids of my generation did, we all grew up around smokers and everybody in my, every, every adult in my family smoked, including my parents. Um, and, you know, my aunts and uncles and, you know, people of that generation, the smoking rate was over 50% at the time in the, in the early 1960s. 
Um, and when I was in high school, um, uh, my mom developed lung cancer. And the treatments were pretty limited at that time. She had surgery and and uh, and and lived for a couple more years, but in a very difficult difficult way. And she passed away right after I graduated from from high school. Um, a few years later, my dad, who was also a smoker, developed leukemia, and he passed away when I was in uh, in medical school. So you know, it was those experiences that were very very um, in you know very foundational for me in terms of my thinking about life and thinking about what I wanted to to do with my life. And when um, I remember I still have it here in my office uh, for my high school graduation, my mother gave me a stethoscope, which she inscribed because she wanted me to be a doctor and she knew she wouldn't be around to see it. So, um, so, but that, that was an important, uh, you know, inspirational experience for me. And so, you know, a big part of what I do, uh, you know, dates back to those experiences mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah, wow. I'm very sorry to hear about that, but um, I know they're proud and, and gosh, you'd be able to help them more today had you been, you know, of the age that you were, you know, been through your schooling and all that to think that, you know, what we could do to help both of your parents today is just uh, it's kind of mind boggling. But uh, that really explains a lot about what you do and how passionate you are about it. Um, and you know this, when, when you or a loved one uh, receives a cancer diagnosis, it's, it's an understandably confusing, scary, and emotional time. So mm-hmm. uh, what uh, services does the University of Maryland Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center offer to patients and their families with a cancer diagnosis before, during, and after treatment? Well, I think one of the one of the pleasures about working here is that we have an incredible team of dedicated people who really, really are dedicated to the the mission and and everybody goes out of their way to make the the journey and the experience as as comfortable as it can be and that you know that ranges from the people who um check you in at the front desk when you come in they're they're warm and welcoming and funny and they you know they use humor to try and get people to, uh, people and and families to relax and um the nurses that we have are just phenomenal they are so dedicated and so good and so compassionate um, and we encourage that. We we have the the Greenabam family, who are the, the the benefactors of the cancer center, um, established an endowment uh, which is called the Greenabam Compassion Award. And we recognize members of the staff um, who go out of their way to provide compassionate care for uh, for our patients. And it's and the stories are really heartwarming. They you know they range from everything from um, you know people going out of their way to to do a patient's laundry if they're in the hospital for a long period of time to you know just really to to someone who the guy who uh, you know the custodian who cleans the floors coming in who is a wonderful amateur singer coming in and singing for patients you know when they're they're stressed in the hospital and uh, uh, so it's it's they're just thousands of examples of of little things that people do who work here that add up to a huge difference for our patients and their families. Yeah, that really makes a difference. And the Green and Balm Comprehensive Cancer Center offers numerous minimally invasive therapies for treating most types of cancer. Can you share with our listeners a few of the options that are available now to patients? Sure. Um, well, it, there are, you know, surgical techniques, or for example, laparoscopic or robotic surgery. So a lot of times where somebody used to have an open procedure to, to say remove their prostate gland or remove a tumor in the in the throat. Um, those can be done with a with a robot now, which is a you know uh, operated by a surgeon sitting at a control panel across the operating room, 
And what it means is instead of a big open incision and a lengthy stay in the hospital, um, the, the same surgery can perform, be performed with a couple of tiny incisions where a little precision laparoscope is, is inserted. Um, and it means the patient can go home much sooner and uh, with a lot less pain and a lot less discomfort and yet have the same excellent outcome. Um, we also have you know, very advanced uh, radiation techniques that are available that, uh, for example, there is a, a new device um, which called a gamma pod, which has um, been developed and is being tested to try and help reduce the number of breast surgeries that need to be done for breast cancer. We think that some of these early breast cancers can be treated um, non-invasively with a very advanced radiation technique. So those are just a couple of examples of the the kind of um, specialized um, uh, capabilities that we offer for our cancer patients. That's great. Brings a lot of hope. And UMGCCC is a regional leader in providing CAR T-cell and other cellular immunotherapies, mainly to treat blood cancers that you mentioned earlier, and it's developing next-generation treatments. If you could tell us a little bit more about this exciting breakthrough. Yeah, so this is related to the um, the discussion that I we had a little bit ago about, you know, the rec- recognition that the body's immune system um, has the hardware and the software to, to defeat even advanced cancers if you can just reveal the cancer to the, the immune system, if you can just, uh, you know, make sure that the, the body can see it. What cellular immunotherapy does is take, take it a step beyond where you take the, the body's immune cells. They're a form of white blood cells called lymphocytes, and you take them out of the body and you reprogram them, program them in the laboratory to attack a target that's on a specific cancer like a lymphoma or leukemia. And increasingly now we're starting to test for solid tumors. So these these cells that we know can kill um, tumor cells, we're programming them in the laboratory to attack a specific kind of cancer target, and then we give them back to the patient. So the patient donates the cells, they're sent off to a laboratory to be processed a week or two later, they're given back to the patient. And the 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 responses can be amazing. Um, the the tumor cells once they're repro- I'm sorry the the immune cells once they're reprogrammed can be very very effective at attacking the cancers. Again, this is something that is um, done for a you know a, a fairly small subset of cancers today, but we're hard at work uh, here um, about trying to expend, extend this to other diseases like myeloma, like some solid tumors, and and I think that very different from the way I was trained back in the 80s and 90s um, where we used, you know, fairly nonspecific drugs called chemotherapy to treat cancers. Cancer in the future is more likely going to be treated by variants that where you use the body's immune system to attack the cancer because it's it can do it very, very effectively if we can harness the immune system in the appropriate way. Yeah. And now last year you broke ground on the building of a nine-story patient care tower, the Roslyn and Leonard Stoller Center for Advanced Medicine that will become the new home of the University of Maryland, Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center, also known as UMGCCC. Can you tell us more about that effort and how it will support care for cancer patients into the future? Sure. Well, we're very excited about this. Um, We broke ground recently on the new Rosalind Leonard Stoller Center for Advanced Medicine, which is, as you said, is going to be the the home for both the inpatient and outpatient services of the cancer center. Um, And we're very excited for a number of reasons. You know, we've grown so much in in the 20 years that I've been here that we've completely outgrown the facilities that we're in now, both on the inpatient and outpatient side. And 
and we realized that cancer care is evolving so rapidly, we needed a, a facility that was um, up to that challenge. And so through the gracious support of um, Rosalind and Len Stoller and lots of other donors, we've uh, had the most successful fundraising campaign uh, in the history of the, of the medical system. We also had tremendous support from the state of Maryland to, to do this because um, Larry Hogan, who recently uh, completed his second term as governor, um, is a cancer survivor. He was treated here, and he learned firsthand um, the important work that we do. And, and I think we were very gratified that he um, put an appropriation in to help build this, this building, knowing that uh, this would be a legacy for people in the state for years to come. So this is a really incredible facility. We designed it um, in collaboration with patients and families and nurses and to really come up with a, a design that would be most welcoming and most efficient for people who are um, facing the, the stressful diagnosis of cancer. Um, and it, you know, will, it's really beautifully designed, it will be a great and welcoming place for people. Some of our patients are, you know, here hospitalized with leukemia for a couple of months at a time and their families are here all the time. And th it, the building is designed to make it as comfortable and welcoming for them as possible. It's also designed to be as efficient as possible for the nurses and to have, you know, um, places in the building where staff who are um, stressed can, can, you know, take a time out and, and regroup. Um, one of the other things that we built into the building is a, an urgent care center so that, you know, the patients in the course of their illness, unfortunately, will have problems like a fever on a Friday evening or something like that. And rather than sending them to the emergency room where they may wait, have long waits and be mixed in with patients who have all sorts of issues, we decided to set up a, a facility where people who have urgent issues can be seen by specialists really any hour of the day or night um, and to, with the intent of dealing with their issues as efficiently as possible and where possible trying to keep them out of the emergency room. So this uh, building will open in about three years, but we're incredibly excited that it will provide a wonderful new capability for us and for everybody in Maryland. Yeah, for sure. Congratulations on that. And, um, you know, you've got a huge annual event coming up people can help you with that benefits the Cancer Center. Tell us about the return to an in-person event for the first time in, what, three years of being virtual this uh, 15th annual yeah. yeah, Maryland Half Marathon and 5K. And tell us how people can take part. And I've seen pictures. I believe you take part in this uh, a lot of the time, don't you, Doctor? I do. I do. I do. This is a great event that was started 15 years ago by... Um, um, Michael Greenbaum, the son of Marlene and Stuart Greenbaum, um, and he's he's kept this going uh, for 15 years. It's it's been a great event. It's raised about seven million dollars to support cancer research over time, um, and in the post uh, COVID era, we're delighted that it's going to be in person again. It's going to be Saturday, uh, June 10th at, at Maple Lawn in in Howard County, um, and uh, there's a an option for really any, there are options for really for anybody. Um, you can run the full half marathon, 13.1 miles, and we get a lot of really avid runners who do that. There's also a 5K run walk um, for people who uh, just want to participate. And for people who, who can't be there in person, um, they, can, they can participate uh, through um, fundraising and um, uh, getting their friends to support our, our mission. Um, so non-runners are welcome to participate as well, and uh, everybody who signs up, um, you know, is given instructions on how to how to 
fundraise and and uh, how to support us. And if I can give the website, if I can mention it, oh sure, it's www.mdhalfmarathon5k.org, and I'm, I'm, I imagine you can can post that as well. Yes, but, yes. Um, we'll put a direct link up to that um, so that people can find out more information because you have plenty of time still to register since it's Saturday, June 10th. We've got some time to get people's teams together and uh, and get the fundraising going, right? Getting it cranked up. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. The, the You know, the events, it's usually a time of year when, when it's really fun to be outside and there are thousands of people there and families and teams and survivors and uh it's a it's a great event, a lot of fun, and, and we hope that people will be happy to be uh, at a at an outdoor event where we can be together again after three years. Yeah, that's great. And the registration also includes your official race T-shirt if you're participating that way, race medal, commemorative socks, even uh, also access to a runner's dashboard because it sounds like for those competitive runners, it really is um, you know state of the art. Or it could be anyone that just wants to walk and you know give back to their to this incredible facility and tell us uh, kind of as a push for people to definitely go to mdhalfmarathon5k.org to tell us, you know, how those dollars raised from the Maryland Half Marathon and 5K have helped support research at the Cancer Center and how it will continue to do so. Well, we all of the dollars that are raised go to support research efforts um, here at the Cancer Center and they've supported everything, you know, as I mentioned, uh, the, there's a uh, cellular immunotherapy um, lab uh, here that's now working on developing a new treatment, uh, cellular-based uh, therapy for myeloma, and that's been supported in part by um, funds from the half marathon. Um, uh, one of our researchers has developed um, more precise and less invasive ways to diagnose early-stage prostate cancer, and that's been supported through this. Uh, and you know, it will, it will mean that men who are facing a possible diagnosis of prostate cancer will be able to get the answers they need with a lot less um, poking and biopsies and you know, get it more efficiently. So all very, very important um, that, that uh, you know, really does impact what people face um, when they're diagnosed with cancer. We really want it to make a, an important impact um, in the near term, for people who are facing a diagnosis of cancer, and and the funds, uh, there you know there are really dozens of examples like the two that I've just given you about the research that's been supported with this money to help um, improve our understanding and treatments for cancer. Yeah, it is all very exciting and important funds to be raised for sure. Once again, um, can you uh, give us that date and location again for people that might need it, and then we'll we'll give out that website again too, of course. So it's uh, Saturday, June 10th uh, at Maple Lawn in Howard County, and um, every and the, you'll, the website you'll post again. But um, uh, we it's very very easy. Again, I'd encourage everybody to go online and register. Um, and you're given a whole set of tools about how to to, to fundraise. They, we try and make it as easy as possible for people to participate and to to raise funds to support our research. It definitely, definitely sounds that way. Again, that website is mdhalfmarathon5k.org. We've been talking to Dr. Kevin Cullen, Director of the University of Maryland, Marlene and Stuart Greenenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center. And if you people want to learn more about the Greenenbaum Comprehensive Cancer Center, they can go to umgccc.org. And uh, anybody you want to thank real quick, Doctor, before we wrap things up in our final minute here, we definitely want to thank you for taking the time. We know how busy you are and, and the important work you're doing that you took the time to share some of the exciting developments that you're making and how you're making a difference every day in the community in such an amazing hospital. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us. 
My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. And again, if people want more information, they can go to umgccc.org and mdhalfmarathon5k.org. And that's Saturday, June 10th. We'll see you out there at Maple Lawn, Howard County. Thank you, doctor. We'll be cheering you on and raising funds. Very good. Thanks so much. Take care. We appreciate your time. Thank you. And you guys, thank you for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.